Our doctor is in, and so are the doctors of Capital Health. Welcome to the all-new Health 411. Every Sunday morning at 10, Dr. Jonathan Karp, along with our respected panel of guests from Capital Health, take you on an important medical journey to help you navigate your health and the healthcare system. To reach your destination, good health. Health 411 is underwritten by Capital Health. Minds advancing medicine. Capital Health is the region's leader in providing progressive quality patient care with exceptional physicians, nurses, and staff, as well as advanced technology. 1077 The Bronx. 1077thebronc.com proudly nominated for a National Associate of Broadcasters 2019 and 2021 Marconi Award for Best College Radio Station. We are broadcasting from the Bronx All Digital Studios on the campus of Ryder University in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. Welcome to Health 411. I'm your host, Professor Jonathan Karp. This Health 411 program is presented by Capital Health Medical Center. In Health 411, we discuss a variety of issues affecting health and wellness, public health, healthcare policy, and the science of health and healthcare. Our goal is to expand your knowledge and perspective. Today, we are recording with our student producer, Daniel Geller, and our guest from California, Dr. John Bird. Dr. John Bird um, has had a long career in both science and the business of science. He is the founder and CEO of Lysolin, um, a diabetes management company. Um, he has also been president and CEO of Dexcom in the past, and he was a venture capitalist at one point um, in his career. Dr. Bird started um, with an undergraduate degree in biochemistry. Um, and so since we are a undergraduate uh, school here, Dr. Bird, before we talk about your products and what you're doing, can you tell us about how your undergraduate experience and what came after led you into the, so where you are now in the business world? I'm very happy to, thank you. Thanks for having me today. Uh, my background is I'm from Indiana and I went to Purdue as a undergraduate and, and I got interested in biochemistry. And I have a little story about how I became a biochemist. And as it turns out in my SAT score, I took the advanced chemistry test and I did so poorly in it, they wouldn't let me be a chemistry major said. So I said, well, how about biochemistry? And they said, okay, sure, you can do that. It was in the School of Agriculture, so they were a little less stringent. And I am so thankful that I did poorly on that chemistry <laughs> score because biochemistry yeah. is so interesting. You know, chemistry is all about making oil products, <laughs> but uh, biochemistry is all about life and the human body. And so uh, I, my first job was at the Ames division of Miles Laboratories. And uh, they were, Miles was purchased by Bayer back in the 80s. But uh, back in the 70s, when I was at uh, Miles, the Ames division, the Ames Division was the first company that developed home testing products for people with diabetes. And their first test was a urine glucose test, and then they developed a meter and test strip that you could test your blood sugar with. And uh, every time we had a corporate meeting, there was always a lot of excitement about how these great new products for people with diabetes. So that was my first introduction to uh, home care products for people with diabetes. As it turns out, I have a, my. I was named after an uncle, Uncle John, who died of the complications of diabetes. So it was a terrible disease back then, but it's much, much worse now. It's like a national epidemic. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I uh, 
when I got out of graduate school, I went back to the Ames division and I worked there for a while and not on the glucose testing products, but in another laboratory. And I left there in the uh, early 80s to join a startup in Northern California uh, that uh, had an allergy home or had a allergy testing product for doctor's offices. And I worked there for uh, a couple of years and then I left there and came to San Diego where I still am located and worked for a company called Quidel, which had products for the home market, pregnancy and ovulation testing, strep throat, plus the doctor's office and laboratory. And I left there in about 1999, I guess it was, and uh, earlier than that, in the mid nineties and started my first diabetes company called LXN. Lexan and Lexan had a test home test for people with type 2 diabetes that was a glucose test and a test that gave you your a second test which gave you your average blood sugar over the previous week or two and unfortunately if you have type 2 diabetes and you do a glucose test that tells you what your glucose blood glucose is right at that moment in time but you don't know if it's going up or it's going down and so that's that's a problem whereas the second test it was called a fructosamine test measures your average blood sugar over the previous week or two so you could just do a once a week test and it would tell you if your medicine was working or not working well we developed the product got it fda cleared tried to sell it but we ran out of money so that's when i joined this venture capital firm and our first uh, investment was a, a in from a little into a group in Wisconsin where I had been in graduate school and they had a long-term implantable glucose sensor. It was like a, a little organ that you implanted that would tell you continuously what your glucose is and it radio transmitted that to a little pager back in the day. And uh, so we raised some money and Dexcom has become a huge success. It's now helping over 2 million people better manage their blood sugar. So that, uh, that company is yeah. doing really great. Yeah. Was and it difficult to you? Sorry for interrupting, but for, for our students, was it a difficult transition for you to go from the bench to sort of to business or was it for you a natural progression? No, my, my progression was uh, really bench to bench because when I, when I left the lab Ames laboratory to join uh, MAST, the company that had the allergy test, I was the VP of R&D. So I was still doing lab work basically. And then uh, my experience has become that I will go into a company or start a company as to get the product developed, raise a little money. And then when the product becomes for sale, I usually get replaced <laughs> and someone else comes in who's a marketing and sales expert. So I'm used to getting fired. And, uh, <laughs> So do you still enjoy the, the science side of what you're doing? Oh, I love science. I mean, that's where Lysolin came about because of my biochemistry experience. And the way that happened, uh, I got an email from one of my colleagues who was a co-founder of Dexcom. And he said, John, why don't you work on something important like glucose toxicity? Well, I'd never heard of glucose toxicity before that email, but I'm an expert in it now. And so for, uh, for our, for our listeners, can you tell us what that is? No, oh, I'd be happy to okay. actually, I published a book about it. And the book is called the natural solution to the diabetes epidemic, the discovery of lysulin. And basically 
we need glucose for the energy that we expend every day. And the that's that's the angel on the shoulder of glucose. Right. The devil is that glucose is a reactive chemical and it reacts with all the proteins in your eyes, your nerve endings, your blood vessels, your kidneys. And uh, when you, and it glycates them, that's what it's called protein glycation. And when that happens, the, uh, the protein doesn't function normally anymore and it doesn't function right. And that's what leads to retinopathy, uh, blood problems, cardiovascular problems, kidney problems, nerve ending problems. That, that's what causes all of those problems. That's glucose toxicity. And so I thought, well, I wonder what I can do to help with that. And as a biochemist, it was fairly obvious because the glucose reacts with the amino groups on the proteins and glycates them. Well, I thought, well, how can I stop that reaction? And the answer seemed fairly obvious to me. Well, put a lot of lysine in the bloodstream. And I'm sure you know that lysine is an amino acid is. that we, we don't make it. We have to get it from our diet. And so basically that's where I did some research and discovered that lysine uh, actually improves uh, glucose uh, in your blood, but it also stops that reaction of the glucose with your proteins. And when you have light, when you take lysolin, which has a lot of lysine in it, you basically form glycated lysine, a small molecule, and you just pee that away. So lysolin acts like a sponge to soak up that excess glucose and it lowers your A1C, it improves your uh, diabetes. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you, you, you make a very important point for those of any of the students who might be listening who are in introductory bio, biology classes. People talk about glucose and how important it is and how you can uh, and essentially rip apart glucose molecules and generate ATP. Um, and hopefully students who are listening recognize that. Hope you're nodding, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what Dr. Bird is talking about is we live in a society where there's a, a, a you know, an epidemic of, of, of uh, glucose-related diseases related to obesity, diabetes, mellitus. And so the ability to remove excess glucose from our blood might be an important thing. Um, and um, Dr. Bird is, is, is calling that glucose toxicity, um, where in other things it's related to often the, th the uh, would it be wrong to say that glucose toxicity is related to the American diet? No, you would be spot on. <laughs> and my book is actually like a conspiracy book. Oh, yeah. The conspirators in the, in the book are uh, the government through that stupid uh, food pyramid that they published in, in oh, 1980 yes. that mm. says your diet should contain a high level of carbohydrates and a low amount of fat. That pyramid is just upside down because when you put carbohydrates into your diet, they become glucose in your bloodstream and that leads to all this glucose toxicity yeah. and insulin resistance <laughs> and all these problems. And we don't even and have to talk about the, the, the high fructose corn syrup industry, um, which I'm sure you probably talk about that in your book, your book too. I'll tell you, high fructose corn syrup is, is the devil's work because okay. unlike glucose, which your body needs glucose for energy, it doesn't need fructose for anything. It basically, fructose, when it gets in your bloodstream, goes straight into your cells without any insulin or other hormone. And when it gets in there, it just makes fat, makes triglycerides and fat. 
So, and the reason that the food industry uses high fructose corn syrup instead of sugar is because it's cheaper. Yeah. So... Anyway, Dr. Bird, we're going to take a quick, I want to interrupt, I'm going to interrupt you just for a second, because we're going to take a break for some underwriting announcements here on um, Health 411. We're going to come back and continue our conversation with Dr. Bird on 1077thebronc and 1077thebronc.com. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all new Health 411, underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. We're recording Health 411 from the Digital Bronx Studios at Ryder University. Welcome back. I'm Professor Jonathan Karp, and I'm having a conversation today with Dr. John Bird, most recently of uh, Lysolin, uh, a company that was headquartered out in California. And Dr. Bird is an expert on... Um, Sort of taking, he has a mission of helping people who have high glucose levels in their blood, and we call that diabetes mellitus. At the end of the last segment, Dr. Bird was talking about some of the problems of getting super, super high glucose levels in our blood, and he was mentioning sort of the interaction between glucose and glucose receptors. And we know that glucose receptors are. Uh, activated or they, their glucose transporters are activated by insulin. And um, hence there's a connection with the name of his company, Lysolin. And he's connecting the amino acid lysine to sort of the action of insulin um, action in, in the body. Am I wrong in making that connection? Well, the, the insulin basically has to fit in the lock that's on all of our cells. And when insulin goes in that lock, it opens the door that allows glucose into the, the cells so that they can produce energy. And unfortunately, uh, the glucose toxicity, protein glycation, both insulin and its insulin receptor uh, are, are glycated. And when you glycate them, the key doesn't fit in the lock anymore. And therefore the glucose stays in the bloodstream at high levels and uh, that's what causes a lot of the glucose toxicity. And lysolin can uh, stop that reaction of glucose with your proteins and insulin and its receptor. And it can stop that reaction and allow the insulin to work properly. So lysolin is then more than just the name of your company. It's the name of a product that you have. It's yeah, we sell okay. lysolin. Okay. When I came up with this idea, I thought, well, Lysine is important, but I couldn't just sell lysine because you can buy lysine at the grocery store or drugstore without a prescription. It's available over the counter. So I researched what other supplements are good for uh, helping people to manage their blood sugar. And that's where I came up with the formulation for lysine, which is lysine, zinc, and vitamin C. And zinc is important also for insulin function because insulin requires zinc as a cofactor to, for it to work properly. And we have a lot of people with zinc deficiencies because when the processed food industry processes food, they take out the zinc. So we have, that's a problem. And lysolin can help that problem by putting a normal amount of zinc into the bloodstream. So lysine, was, normally people have to eat that right? Because our bodies can't make it. Normally, we have to eat the zinc that we get. And um, so I see a pattern developing here. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so I came up with this formulation in 2017 uh, that had lysine, zinc, and vitamin C. I contacted my patent counsel, and we filed patents, and we now have seven issued patents covering the formulation to keep competitors from copying what we're doing. And uh, I contacted a manufacturer to make it for me, and we started selling it in 2018. And when I started selling it, I wasn't really sure about how well it was going to work. But the clinical testing results have just been fabulous. I've now got two published clinical studies, one for type 2 diabetes and one for people with pre-diabetes. And both of them just gave fabulous results. And we now have uh, thousands of customers that will testify that Lysolin helps them better manage their blood sugar. When you say you have wonderful results, what kind of things do people look for in these studies to make those conclusions? Well, there's a couple of th primary things. One is a blood test called A1C or hemoglobin A1C. And when you go to the doctor and he wants to know if you're getting diabetes, he will draw your blood and send that to a lab where they will run a test. And this test gives results as a percent uh, A1C. So you have hemoglobin, total hemoglobin, and then you have a percentage of hemoglobin A1C. And if the level is below 5.7%, that means that's normal. If it's 5.7% to 6.5%, you have prediabetes. Above 6.5%, you have type 2 diabetes. And we also with our products, we sell a home test for A1C. So you can actually run this yourself at home with a small finger stick blood sample that you do before you start Lysolin and then test yourself a month later and you'll see if your A1C dropped. And we've had some amazing drops. I mean, one fellow started with an A1C of 12. He's now down at 5.2. And that's wow. the kind of story I love telling. And in fact, I published that study as the largest three-month drop in A1C. Oh, that's that's pretty good. So what is A1C in terms of uh, physiology? Yeah, it, it, we all have red blood cells, erythrocytes, in our bloodstream. And uh, that, uh, that's hemoglobin. And basically, hemoglobin has like a three-month half-life. So every three months, you're your hemoglobin turns over and your old hemoglobin gets uh, removed by your spleen and new fresh hemoglobin comes in. Well, that hemoglobin works great, but it gets glycated just like all of the other proteins in your body. And the one particular one that gets tested is called hemoglobin A1C. That's just if you did a electrophoresis on your blood and you would your hemoglobins would separate out into hemoglobin A, B, C, and so on. And this hemoglobin A1 is your unglycated, and A1C is your glycated hemoglobin. And that gives you your average over the previous couple of months. But we've found that actually in one month, you can see if it's lysolin's working, that your A1C will, will drop. And lysolin works for 70% of people who use the product. So it does not work for everybody and it doesn't work instantly. You have to wait a month before your A1C starts to drop. And all this is, is published and is pretty well known. Does that make sense? 
Yes, it, it does make sense. Um, do you, and do you have an idea of why it takes um, a month or so for the, the A1C levels to sort of be reduced? Yeah, you're basically, uh, you know, building up lysine and zinc and vitamin C in your bloodstream by taking lysine on a daily basis. And we have lysine is available as uh, chewable tablets, capsules, uh, liquid, once a day powder, and we just launched a, a weight loss shake that chocolate or vanilla that you can take once a day and it will give you your daily dose of lysine. How, how do people know how much to take? Well, it's, it's obvious. Uh, the, it's on the, on the bottles. Basically, the capsules and tablets, you have to take six a day. That's why I'm a fan of the liquid, which is three teaspoons a day, or the once-a-day powder, which is once a day, or the shake, if you need to lose weight, it's also once a day. So if you have to take six capsules or tablets, you could take two, two, and two, you know, with meals, or you could take three in the morning and three at night. Do people who take this have to worry about um, taking too much? No, you can you can actually double your dose and it will do no harm. The amount of lysine that we have in a day's worth of lysine is three grams. And people have taken up to nine grams without any problems. People use lysine to treat cold sores. That's what it was used mainly for before lysine came along. Yeah, and I'm that, amazed nobody came up with this idea of using it for diabetes before I did because this paper papers were published back in 2008 2009 that showed that it it improved blood glucose levels and also that it stopped the reaction uh, of uh, glucose with your proteins. Yeah, and and, and just to reiterate the lysine lysolin product not only has lysine in it, but also zinc and vitamin C. And Correct. the combination of those things, um, to use your words, act like a glucose sponge and sort of binds to the glucose and essentially makes it unable to get into the cells. And where does it go if it's not getting well, into the like cells? It binds to the glucose, but it that's not to inhibit it from getting it into the cells. No, It's actually to promote it getting into the cells because uh, basically it oh. stops the reaction of insulin in the insulin receptor, which means the key still fits in the lock. Oh, so, so the, the goal then is to help uh, prevent insulin resistance exactly. as opposed to glucose metabolism. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. And the, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. It's gone. <laughs> it happens. That's quite right. And so what's... Actually, this is a good a good segue. Let's take a break for some underwriting announcements, and then I'll come back and we'll continue. And I have a couple questions uh, for Dr. Bird about sort of the physiology of diabetes, and we'll come back to that on 1077 The Bronx, um, 1077thebronc.com. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all new Health 411, underwritten by Capital Health Minds Advancing Medicine. 
1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. We're recording at Ryder University from the Bronx Studios. You're listening to Health 411. We're having a conversation today with Dr. John Bird from Lysolin Incorporated, a diabetes management company. And Dr. Bird is telling us about his product by the same name called Lysolin, which is a product that contains the amino acid lysine, zinc, and vitamin C. And we're hearing um, uh, Dr. Bird talk about his, his data of what this product does in helping patients with type 2 diabetes or with pre-diabetes lower their A1C levels. And the idea of having lower A1C levels is what, Dr. Bird? Why is that so important? Well, if your A1C is high, that means that your average blood sugar is high over the previous month or two. And if your blood sugar is high, that means that you're, you have glucose glycating all of your proteins, leading to all kinds of health problems. And this is all published information mm -hmm. that, you know, high levels, you know, as you know, people with diabetes have all these horrific uh, problems with their eyes and their nerve endings and their kidneys and amputations on their feet, wounds that don't heal and so on. So uh, that's why you want to keep your A1C as near normal as possible. Yeah. So are there things known about the connection between zinc and vitamin C and diabetes as well for the reasons why you might have we put have them in there? We have bibliographies that, that have published studies on all three of the components that show how well they work for helping people man better manage their blood sugar. Now, something I'm sort of curious about is like when you had, when you did this research and you sort of had this breakthrough that, oh, I can use lysine to help with diabetes management. What was the process of getting this product to market from like the early research stages to finally finalizing and being like, okay, this is going to market. This, this was the fastest product development I've ever been involved with. Uh, basically, I had the idea in 2017 published, I wrote some patents, contacted a distributor or a manufacturer, and we, you know, that was in mid-2017, and in two, January of 2018, we were on the market and selling product on our website. We sell it now on our website, lyshlin.com, and also at Amazon and Walmart.com. So it was really fast, and the reason was because we did not get FDA clearance which is like good and bad. I mean, if you get FDA clearance, people automatically believe that it's something that works. Yeah. So we have to put a little black box warning on every every one of our bottles that says this. These statements have not, have not been evaluated by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But in fact, it can be used to treat and we know that it prevents people with prediabetes from becoming type 2 diabetics. So, uh, and we actually, the bad, we got a warning letter from the FDA in September, six months ago, that said, you're making drug claims. And we've responded to them and told them, no, we're not. Our labeling had been cleared by our FDA counsel. Uh, so we're, we've been trying to get them to reverse that warning letter. And then the as soon as we got that warning letter, which is public knowledge, uh, Amazon and Walmart took us off their uh, websites. So that cut our business in half immediately. So the FDA is killing us. Wow. So what basically what you said, we're not making drug claims, but if you take our supplement, the data show we can reduce things 
like uh, hemoglobin A1C. Um, but that's and and that's an interesting thing because you're not really making a drug claim. You're just saying what the data show. Exactly. That's yeah. called. Uh, I can't think what it's called, but it's like a statement of fact. Not. Yeah. Not, yeah. Yeah. Not a. Which is interesting. People so, that don't have diabetes but are concerned. Well, they might. That's going to be one of my questions for you. Product. Is this a product that's only for people who are pre-diabetic or are diabetic? What if somebody? <laughs> like myself, um, I had a diabetic father, but I'm not diabetic. You know, would I be helped by taking something like this? Would somebody just as a preventative be helped? Yeah, it, it does. Even though, as I said, the FDA says you can't say it'll prevent diabetes, but in fact, it does prevent diabetes. And we've got data that proves that. Did your dad have uh, type one or type two? My diabetes? dad had type two diabetes. And um, it's interesting you mentioned some of the side effects towards the end of his life. Um, he had diabetic foot ulcers. He had some uh, retinopathy. He had you know bleeding in the retina that had to be treated with lasers. Um, a lot of the things that you see in the textbooks, bingo, yeah. it, it hit my dad all directly. Classic, all yep. the classic problems, yeah. yeah. And you, you know, again, the ingredients won't hurt you. I don't have diabetes, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. And I take Lysolin every day. Mm -hmm. And... That's how I maintain this girlish. Uh, <laughs> girlish. So, anyway, the, uh, yeah, if you send me your address, I'll be happy to send you some products, and you can. Uh, oh, I'd be hap happy to try. Drug. Are there any side effects of of taking this? None, and you know, doctors love to prescribe drugs, and all drugs yeah. have side effects. So, a doctor prescribes a drug. Well, I've got these stomach problems. With the drug. Well, here I'll prescribe this other drug to treat the side effect. So. If you look around in the United States and worldwide, you've got populations that are obese, diabetic, hooked on multiple drugs, and mm -hmm. still sick. That's because all the drugs just treat the symptoms, not the cause. Lysolin yeah. treats the cause well, and, and improves the symptom. You nailed it on the head. And so I'm, I'm going to ask you this in a general sense. I mean, with the you know epidemic and the pandemic of you know diabetes mellitus across the globe. A lot of drug companies are making a lot of money doing treating these things. What has been the drug company response to your Nothing. product? No, I've contacted all all the dr big drug makers and all the big drug companies about whether they'd be interested in promoting Lysolin or private labeling it mm -hmm. for their company, and they only want to make products that require a prescription. And as I said, doctors love to write prescriptions. So is is that because of the drug, is that because of the they're looking at it as a as a uh, as a business model to generate revenue? Yeah. Yep. I mean, you you know, I, I'm keep hoping that somebody like the Vitamin Shop or GNC that sells supplements and vitamins will one of these days get interested in Lysolin and carry it in their stores. But getting the stores to carry products takes a long time and a lot of money. And back to the drug claim mm. idea, you know, if I had uh, $20, 30000000 million in 10 or 15 years of my life left, uh, then I could potentially get a drug claim because, it, you know, the data shows that it works better than most type 2 drugs without side effects. But even after all that work, if I did get a drug claim, people could still just go to the store and buy the stuff without a prescription, although people 
like to get prescriptions also because their insurance pays for it. They don't realize somebody somewhere is paying for that prescription. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, um, that's a good point. You could buy, you know, vitamin C, <laughs> zinc, and lysine individually, but I guess there's something about having them all, all together that 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 make makes it very very important. Um, well, we've opti- we've optimized the levels of all three of those components to give maximum benefit mm-hmm. and minimal side effects. So. so, is there any more development to be done with your product, do you, or do you consider it perfect as is? <laughs> Uh, I think it's, uh, I'm pretty satisfied with it. I mean, you know, we, we talk about that. Should we add, think about adding another supplement, mm-hmm. but, you know, adding things can just confuse the issue sometimes more than clarify. And it works great right now. I wish it worked for 100%. And I, we can't figure out why the 30% that don't respond, don't respond. But, mm-hmm. you know, prescription drugs only work 30 to 50% of the time. Ours work 70% of the time. So got prescriptions beat in that sense mm-hmm. well the, the idea that you can drop a1c levels something i think you mentioned 70 percent um that seems i mean i'm not my research is not in the world of diabetes but it, it doesn't seem to me that the drugs that are out there do that sort of thing well <laughs> when i said 70 percent, i mean 70 percent of people who take oh okay okay find a benefit the, the percentage drop like in our one study uh, the average A1C went from nine, which is way above that 6.5%, mm-hmm. went from nine down to 7%. So it dropped almost two two points. And then people with prediabetes in that study, their starting A1C was lower, like six and a half, and they dropped down half a point. So yes, back into the normal range. Is there drop. an interaction with lysolin between some of the other let's say non-pharmaceutical treatments, whether it be diet modification or exercise that is often recommended for diabetics? Well, we also recommend that, that if you combine, you know, Lysolin with uh, cut the calories and cut the carbs and do a little bit of exercise, that's the best you can do. And food is the best medicine. If people could cut their calories and cut the carbs, that's the best thing you can do for your health. Yeah. Well, you, you, it's an interesting thing. Food is the best medicine. But as we mentioned before, the American diet and mm. food is also a large contributor to the diabetes mellitus um, epidemic. Um, yes. And so that's an interesting uh, thing to ponder. So with that is a good place to take a pause. Let's take a pause for some brief underwriting announcements on Health 411. We'll be right back with Dr. Bird on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. There's no appointment needed for this doctor's visit. Now back to the all new Health 411 underwritten by Capital Health Minds Advancing Medicine. 1077 The Bronx, 1077thebronc.com. We're recording from the Digital Bronx Studios. Welcome back to Health 411. I'm Professor Jonathan Karp, and I am having a conversation today with Dr. John Bird from California, where Dr. Bird is the founder and CEO of Lysolin Incorporated. As I mentioned, a diabetes management company that produces the, the, the supplement Lysolin for the treatment of type 2 diabetes and prediabetes. But that's not all. Dr. Bird does. Dr. Bird is also involved um, with another company. Um, I'm assuming he's also the founder and CEO of that company as well, and it's called Wonderspray. Can you tell us what Wonderspray is, Dr. Bird? Well, I'm so happy to tell you about it. I basically, I uh, came up on Wonderspray because one of the people that I contacted about Leishland was a podiatrist 
and uh, in the court, because as you know, people with diabetes can have all kinds of foot problems and wounds that don't heal. Well, he told me about a product that he uh, uh, used that helped people, and basically what it was was a little gun that shot out saline using ultrasound, and that uh, ultrasound killed the bacteria in the wound and, and it helped cure wounds that wouldn't heal. So I contacted the maker of that product and I said, how much does one of your instruments cost? And he said, $30,000. And I said, whoa, that's why nobody knows about this. How about we work on a low cost prototype and you, uh, you can make it, I'll, we'll both sell it and we'll help a lot of people to better health. So he said, no, he wasn't interested. So, okay, fine. So he contacted me a couple weeks later and he said, well, I'll, I'll, I'll license you non-exclusively one of my 50 patents for three and a half million dollars. And I said, well, I don't have that, but you know, we can build that into the royalties we make on the sale of the product. He said, nah, I've never heard of anybody paying for a, a license with a royalty, which is how all licenses get paid for. So he didn't know what he was talking about. Well, I went to uh, Alibaba and I Googled uh, miniature nebulizer which is basically what that is is a little machine that uses ultrasound to shoot out saline and i ordered a dozen of them and i sent them to a lab to test them to see if they would kill the bacteria and they used gram negative and gram positive bacteria and two weeks later i got some bad news but some good news the bad news was that the ultrasound from my little uh, nebulizer wasn't strong enough to kill the bacteria the good news <laughs> is I got an email that day from a uh, wound healing organization that I belong to, and they introducing they were introduced me to hypochlorous acid HOCl, and it turns out HOCl is what your white blood cells use to kill all germs, all pathogens. It kills bacteria, virus, yeast, mold, and fungus, and it's on the EPA list for killing COVID nineteen. So I uh, contacted a manufacturer of HOCL. She sent me a, uh, or I purchased some. I sent it to this lab that did the bacteriology testing and she tested it in the little nebulizer. And in 15 seconds, it killed everything. Ten, you know, what's called a six log reduction, which means it went from 100% down to less than 0.01% of bacteria. So I thought, oh my gosh, this is fabulous. So I contacted the company that makes the HOCL and I said, uh, can can I, I sell this product to, to, to people at home? They were trying to sell it primarily to doctors who had little interest in it, but they said, sure. So I came up with the Name Wonder Spray and I had them make me a batch. And I've been selling it since 2019. And it's, it's great for wound healing. That if you have a wound that won't heal, uh, you, there's a re the main reason, two reasons is that you're with people with diabetes, their circulation's poor because of glycation of their blood vessels. And the uh, second thing is they have uh, bugs growing in the wound bed and you spray wonder spray on there, it kills all those bugs instantly and allows the wound to heal properly. But it's wonder spray is also great for a whole laundry list of other ailments, including any kind of a skin problem. And we sell it now as we call it Dr. Bird's Skin Rescue. <laughs> if you have acne or sunburn or itching or uh, burn or a wound of any sort, just spray it on there and it will make it immediately feel better. It's a pain reliever as well as a disinfectant. 
and it's 100 times more powerful than bleach, but totally safe and non-toxic. You can spray in your eyes, your nose, your throat. And in fact, if you have a sore throat, I will, if you wake up with a sore throat, you can spray it in your throat. Your throat will immediately feel better and it will kill whatever's trying to make you sick. It's an incredible product. Like I said, send me your mailing addresses and I will send you some mm-hmm. wonders. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, is it known how, uh, I, I wrote down the formula, HOCL, is is the anti-bacterial, um, I guess, antiviral activity due to like the separation like, I don't know, is it the, is it, is the chloride ion coming off? Is it the oxygen? It's, it's basically it, a powerful antioxidant. Okay. So it basically, it breaks down cell walls and DNA structures and all that stuff, but it's totally safe for human tissues. Like I said, we all have it floating around in our bloodstream right now, but it, it kills bacteria and viruses really fast. And it does it like our white blood cells. When you, you know, so you get a, splinter or something basically that has something on it your white blood cells attack that produce hocl and it kills it yeah and i guess one of the keys is to keep it topical unlike unlike uh this is not something you'd want to ingest in large quantities well there's no point in it because if you did you you could drink wonder spray but as soon as it got to your stomach it would turn into salt and water because that's all it, it is it's just when you make hocl you basically just put salt in water and provide an electrical current and it generates uh, HOCL. And you got to make sure that the pH is right. It's got to be below five. Uh, if it's above seven or eight, that's bleach. That's okay. sodium yeah, that's yeah, right. You don't want, you don't want that. So, and the other side of it is it, it sounds like that this started out as a treatment for diabetic, but I guess foot ulcers. And if the wound heals, does the, does it also assist in, uh, the vascularization of the, the area or nerve regrowth, um, you know. Well, the, really, Lysolin does that. Wonder Spray just kills the bacteria oh, okay. and allows the body to heal it. But, you know, if you're, you get poor circulation before, you'll still have poor it's circulation after. So right. no, it doesn't really do any good. So, it just allows wounds to heal before you have to have amputation. Yep. Like. So I'm wondering, Wonder Spray might also be good for treatment. Um, <laughs> I'm around a lot of college students, things like acne mm. um, and, and stuff like that. Are people using it for that as well? Yep. In my studies, people have used it for acne. About 50% see a benefit. And again, you have to spray it often and spray it generously. And it's good for eczema, psoriasis, any kind of skin issue. Uh, I always say, if you've got a problem and you think maybe Wonder Spray might help, try it. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. And my wife uh, had uh, started to get a sty in her mm-hmm. eye, like yes. a pink eye. Mm-hmm. And she sprayed it right in her eye and it immediately made it feel better. And the next day that it was gone. Yeah, the bacterial. It's, it's also good for allergy symptoms, which, uh, you know. I mean, if you get it through your nose, helps with like the runny nose, stuffiness. Yeah, exactly. If you sneeze, you're sneezing, and actually, if you snore before you go to bed at mm. night, if you spray it in your nose while breathing in, mm. uh, you'll, it's a decongestant. So mm-hmm. it will it stop snoring and allow you to get a decent night's sleep. Wow. So are, are there any contraindications for this? As a topical no, anesthetic? It's totally safe and non-toxic. I mean, there, there's no, no reason not to, to, to use it. It's good for pets and kids, too. 
like you know if a baby has diaper rash i mean it'll get rid of diaper rash <laughs> wow and it's also it's also a deodorant and if something smells it's because there's bacteria around i actually use it as an underarm deodorant i use it every morning i spray a spritz in my under both arms and i don't sweat and i don't stink hmm. anymore i used to use uh uh, old Spice, but I always said that's like 17th century people putting cologne all over them. <laughs> hide their stink. Wonder spray actually stops, kills the bacteria. Kills, kills the bacteria. Them. So there's a, there's a, one of the risks when people use antibiotics is you kill 99% of the bacteria are there, but resistant ones persist and eventually they become, you know, predominant type. Is there a risk of creating you know, resistant bacteria because, you know, that 1% will grow and grow and grow? That's a great question. And the answer is no, no bacteria or virus has ever been shown to develop resistance to hypochlorous acid. So that's a big advantage over an antibiotic, which it does. They do develop resistance to antibiotics over time. Excellent. Um, so we have about a, a minute left. And um, Dr. Bird, for our listeners, can you tell if anybody's interested in Lysolin and or Wonder Spray, how they would go about getting these products? Yes. Uh, you can go to the website, which is www.lysolin.com, L-Y-S-U-L-I-N.com. And the Wonder Spray is www.thewonderspray.com. You have to put the the in there because there's another product that's unrelated to us that's at wonderspray.com. That's not us. We're at thewonderspray.com. Or you can contact me at jbird at jfbird.com or call me at 619-992-2873. And I'm happy to help. I'm here 724. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's B-U-R-D, not B-I-R-D. Uh, B-U-R-D. And that's J-Bird at J-F, as in Frederick. That's mm -hmm. my middle initial. J-F Bird. And, and it sounds like you might be answering the phone yourself. <laughs> no, it's right to me. No. <laughs> I think that's, that's great. Uh, and with that smile, it's a great way to end our program. Um, I want to thank Dr. John Bird uh, for a wonderful conversation today. I hope some of the listeners will, um, you know, hear what he has to say and maybe go to his website and try his product. Thank you, Dr. Bird, for a wonderful conversation. This is 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. We're recording live from the Digital Bronx Studios. Thank you for listening to Health 411. This program is part of Capital Health and Rider University's efforts to bring people together to address issues associated with all aspects of health and healthcare. We hope today's conversation has helped inform you about some of these natural supplements, Lysolin and Wonder Spray, that Dr. Bird was talking about. If you have questions and or comments about this program or want to make suggestions for future broadcasts, please email us at health411 at rider.edu. Thank you again, Dr. Bird. Remember, you have a doctor's appointment scheduled for every Sunday at 10 a.m. Don't miss the all-new Health 411 with Dr. Jonathan Karp and our expert medical guest from Capital Health. You can listen to Health 411 anytime on demand. Go to 1077thebronc.com slash health411 to listen to past episodes or tune in every Thursday at 9 a.m. to hear the weekend rewind edition of Health 411. Health 411 on 1077 The Bronc is underwritten by Capital Health, Minds Advancing Medicine. Capital Health is the region's leader in providing progressive quality patient care with exceptional physicians, nurses, and staff as well as advanced technology.